Hey everybody, welcome to episode 12 of the Dead Puck Podcast. Uh, <laughs> where else but better to begin than with this terrible special teams of the Canucks? To <laughs> <laughs> put it nicely. Yeah, that's, that's putting it, um, putting it very nice and yeah. Yeah, we suck. Um, there's really no, there's really nothing more to say. The only thing that okay. doesn't suck is right, our goal. That's the podcast, though. Okay. I'm just saying, like, like the only thing that's good on our team right now is our goaltending. But you can't just have good goaltending. You need to have everything else work out for you. And nothing is working for us apparently. Our power play is. I don't. I don't. I haven't checked the stats lately. I haven't really wanted to. Uh, I would assume though that our power play is bottom five in the NHL because I'm pretty sure we've scored in our last ten games. We've scored on like ten percent of our power plays, which is horrible. And then on our penalty kill, which is arguably worse than our power play, we've allowed. Um, I think the stat was we are 55% on our penalty kill in the last 10 games, which is horrible to put it as nicely as possible. Could you just some to more? like slide in the Canucks are last in the penalty kill right now with 60%. That's not, that's not surprising. And they're sixth last in power. Oh, yeah, we're not bottom five. Let's go. Um, at 14.5%. You, you're still down there with the. Like I said in the last podcast, dumpster fires of the league. Yeah. There's actually some pretty good teams at the bottom of the power play list. Like the Penguins are in last. Are they really a good team now? And then the Islanders. Yeah, but the Islanders and the Penguins, they, they're just not playing that great like the Canucks are. Well, the, the Golden Canucks, Knights I mean, are fourth last. Yeah, again, they're just... They don't have the players, though. We already discussed that. Like the Islanders have just as many points as the Canucks, but you don't hear Islanders fans freaking calling to fire their GM and their coach and every single one of management and coaching and owners and like Jesus. Well, the Islanders have only played thirteen games instead. Yeah, exactly. Like, how have they only played thirteen? Oh yeah, because they had the they had the new arena game. They had the thirteen yeah. game road trip, and they're just playing at home now, right? Their new arena. That makes sense. So, um, but yeah, um, yeah, I think we all, all like the casual quote unquote hockey fans know about the Canucks power play and penalty kills. I definitely think that's the main reason why we are as bad as we are. Like, like we talked about in the last podcast, because it's such a hot topic right now. But like the last game. The Canucks allowed three power play goals on five opportunities. And I don't think we scored on our power play. I, I'm pretty sure we didn't. But you can't win games allowing more than two power play goals and not scoring on your power play. You just can't win games. That's why for like a stretch of like maybe, I want to say like seven or eight games, we lost like six or seven one goal games and it was because of our power play and our penalty kill because we would give up power play goals and we wouldn't score power play goals and it's just a it's just a constant thing and i was telling the guys before we started that if they knew the definition of insanity 
It's doing the same thing over and over and over and over and expecting a different result. That is exactly what the coaching staff of the Canucks are doing right now because they haven't changed a damn thing. They've tr- they've tweaked very minor things in the power play. I have noticed that. they And it did work for one game. It worked the one game against Dallas where we won 6-3. to three. And I'm like, holy crap, where has this team been all year? We've looked amazing on the power play. And I think we only gave up one power play goal, which was which was a huge win for Canucks fans. I believe that um, was the game that you... Uh... Wanted to go see. Yeah, that, that was the game I really wanted to go see because like tickets were like $40, 45 $50 for like good upper bowl middle seats that were like maybe nine or ten rows up, which I think to me, those are perfect seats. You see everything. You see literally everything. If you're in the, in the middle of the ice, upper bowl, like from rows one to 12, those are by far my favorite seats to go to a Canucks game. Or like any any um, any arena based sport, but, but yeah, Sorry, that I game. Wanted, I just wanted to knock you off your your game. <laughs> but yeah, that game, that minor little tweak, and it was very noticeable because the power play before that and apparently after, they the players are very like they just stay in one spot. Like obviously. Petey stays on the right side because of his one-timer. Quinn is up his top. Wife? Huh? He doesn't even shoot. Well, anymore. In his normal spot where every he does year not shoot. Year, I, I literally watched the shot. last the last few games. If they are on the power play, he rarely shoots now. He's trying to find that pass to somebody. Because he's he doesn't have any confidence, man. And it's yeah, so like annoying I said to the last see. time. Like, come on, man. It's You're so an annoying. hockey player. Well, he still only got three goals, like <laughs> from a guy who had sixty something points a couple years ago. Yes. Yeah. There's something. Oh wrong yeah, there. he it's he signed stuff. his camp. Like he didn't have camp because he was held out for his contract. He extension. he he missed like sixty percent of camp. And then he missed majority of the shortened season last year. Yeah. So, yeah, he doesn't have any confidence because he hasn't played hockey in. You know, almost a year and a half, it feels like. But again, you're still an NHL hockey player. Well, I mean, like, you, like, like, I, I listen to the majority of, or I, I didn't listen, I watched the majority of uh, Jim Bang's press conference and he got asked a couple questions about PD. Like, I think one, one reporter was like, oh, is it concerning that Pedersen is playing the way he is, considering the type of player that he was before his injury and like before the last last year's COVID season. And even even Jim said, like, oh, yeah, like, it is a little concerning, but, like, he said all the things he needed to say. Oh, I have all the faith in the world that the, that, that PD will get back to where he is and blah, blah, blah. He, we know the kind of player thanks, he Dad. is. Like, yeah, thanks, Jim. Thanks for the most typical answer from a GM about his arguable best player. Both, like, on paper, best player. That isn't Demko, like actual player, player, not goalie. Like, I don't know. I feel like Jim kind of said exactly what he needed to say, not what he wanted to say, I think. Like, some of his answers were very cookie-cutter, like, by the books. Like, Francesco basically wrote out a freaking script that he had to say 
And I'm like, okay, this this press conference sucked. This didn't answer any questions properly. Um, but yeah, Ben, like you're saying, like yes, he is an NHL player, and he he was phenomenal the year where they what the um they were in the bubble before the bubble and when they were in it they were he was phenomenal for both of those and then all of a sudden last year he did he did it okay i don't think he did horrible in his in the games he played before he got injured um he was almost but, a point per game yeah so he was he was about what he was the year before and then all of, and then he got the wrist injury and then I just remember that whole injury was like, oh, yeah, he's day-to-day. And then I'm like, okay, so when's he going to be back? Like, a week later, he still isn't back. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, he's week-to-week. And I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, he's out for the season. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? You said he was day-to-day? It's kind of like the Mike Smith injury. Yeah, exactly. Where, oh, yeah, he's coming back next week. Oh, well, no, Stuart Stuart Skinner is still here. He had a okay, a setback. And then he had a setback. Yeah, yes. whatever that is. And then today he's on LTIR. So, yeah, I don't know if that's a retroactive move or. Enjoy your cap relief. Got worse. Yeah, really. I don't know. I like I saw today like, and Ben, I was or actually I said to both of you in the in our group chat like, they Jim keeps on putting players on waivers that just don't make any sense. Like, he put Zach McEwen on waivers. He's, like, our only fighter. He's our only, like, quote-unquote tough guy on the team. And then, of course, of course, Philadelphia fucking picks him up. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then he put uh, Jonah Gadjewich on waivers. I don't know why. He should have just sent him back down to the minors and then wait for an injury. Like, we've had a bunch of injuries this year. We could have used him any freaking time this year, but no. I can't say I've ever heard that guy's name before. He's a really, he had a really, really good season in the AHL last year. And then he came up for a couple of games last year and didn't really do that great. But we, we like Canuck fans that know him and like followed him, we had some pretty high hopes for him. Like some people thought he was going to do better than, um, uh, you love it? Huh? You love it? Yeah. Um, and we all know how great he was. Mm. Um, but yeah, then they put him on waivers, and he gets picked up by San Jose. And then now, like he put, he just put Justin Bailey on waivers, who's our like, I guess you can call him a speed threat slash tough guy slash hitter. He's just getting rid of all of our toughness. That's basically what Jim Benning's doing. He's like, well, we got JT Miller. We don't need anybody else. <laughs> like, are you freaking nuts? JT Miller's know. done just about He's- as much as everybody else has. Yeah, but at least JT Miller is putting up points. Like I, I'm pretty sure he's our leader in points, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah he he's, is. Yeah, yeah, he's got 18 points, and then Hughes has 14, and Garland has 13. He has 18 um, points, and Leon Drysdale has 17 goals. <laughs> hmm. Don't Interesting. Me. Hey, yo, Interesting. how? Where's uh, where's Edmonton in the standings? Oh yeah, they're uh, where are they? <laughs> are they first in the league? No, they're. Uh, no, or, they're not. Hey, but they've got the best power play in the NHL. They do. I think they, they, have, they have the best power play of all time right now. The second best PK in the NHL. So special teams means them. Who's the top yeah. power play? Yeah, yeah, power, yeah, you, see, you see what a good Same special teams it. does for you? You see what a good special teams does for you? Yeah. And then look at us. This is see like the Edmonton Oilers are exactly 
like the perfect example of like a good like a the best power play and like a like a top what did you say they were in penalty kill second mm-hmm. yeah you basically have a top power play and a top pk and then you look at the canucks they have the worst uh pk and then bottom six uh power play you look at the standings wise see where they're different they're they're their point differential is uh, Edmonton's up by 12 points. Yeah, makes a big difference having a good special teams. Like, yes, I know the Oilers have McJesus and Mr. Leon and, you know, you know Mr. Zach, Leon. Zach, Zach Cassian <laughs> and freaking Yamamoto and all of them amazing and, players. And uh, what's, what's Pooley Irvy's nickname? Pool party. <laughs> pool party. That, that's that's all that. No, it has something to do with the bison or something. And the like bison that. boy. The bison boy. <laughs> but like, you can just like like I know the team. The teams are very different. Like you, like the Oilers have two top five players on their team, and like they actually have a good structure when it comes to like their team as a whole. But like you look at those two teams, you look at how drastically different they are in like their power play and PK numbers and you look at the standings and you think, hmm, maybe it is important to have a good special teams there. Uh Travis, maybe you should uh change something. And I know like I've seen a lot of Canucks fans be like, oh Travis needs to change this, change this, change this. And I'm like, okay, you don't know nothing about hockey. Like on the PK, they are so passive. They don't yes. pressure anybody. That's why these cross crease passes go through because they don't. They just sit there and wait for it. They just sit there and they just wait for it to come to them because they're like, "Oh, we're a man short. We're not going to do anything that's going to screw us over. So we're just going to sit in our positions and not do anything." Thank God, Tyler Mott's back from injury. Holy crap! I'm- Thank God we got Tyler Mott. <laughs> Thank God we got okay. Tyler Mott back. He's a great penalty killer, <laughs> and even he can't help this power this penalty kill. Okay. He is a phenomenal penalty killer. He's oh. like, he's that guy that's that's in between the two defensemen, and he blocks passes, block shots, does literally everything perfect on a penalty kill. Even he can't help this penalty kill. It is so freaking frustrating to see. Yeah, I, I feel I feel for Canucks fans because if they have to bring Tyler Mott back, and he's the savior, as what you're describing. Oh. Well, I, it's like it's not a on. good sign for. Like, like besides like i would say like if i had to pick a favorite player in the canucks that isn't like one of the top guys like one of those like like just throw answers like oh yeah my favorite player is patterson why oh because he's like the best player on the team no my favorite player is tyler mod on the canucks just because he does literally everything good he doesn't do one thing like super spectacular except like penalty killing role but he just does everything good. Like in the bubble playoffs, he was a great goal scorer for us on the I think third line or fourth line, maybe I can't remember. He kept they they switched up the lines, and then he was also amazing defensively, and he was a phenomenal four checker. He's just like that guy that he's like the most underrated player. Like you know the most underrated player on every team. He's like that guy on the Canucks, and I think he could easily be one of the most underrated, underrated players. Like you know. Of the underrated players, he's the most underrated. He had six goals last year. <laughs> I don't care about freaking goals, okay? I'm not saying he's you know McDavid what? or Dry. You know what? Matthew. We'll we'll give you we'll give you uh we'll give you Tyler Mott. Okay. Yeah, career high nine goals. 
I'm sorry okay. you said fucking you two don't have a Tyler Maher on your team. You do. I do. Pure oh, he's a, he's a pure <laughs> angle. Pure angle? He sucks. Okay? He sucks. He is the worst. You yeah, literally you have before a, we started, I, you could put a pile on with a glove on a line, and, he, and it's better than Pierre Engvall. Yeah, I do. I do think that. Not even a stick. <laughs> That's why I think about Chase on. Oh. Again, do you... <laughs> the Canucks, they play Winnipeg tonight on a back-to-back. So you guys should actually win this game. And we're not. Hope. We're not. We're not. No. Hellebuck shouldn't okay. be in net. He's not no, because... Eric Comrie's in net. Yeah, so we're still not gonna win. I don't care. I'm Winnipeg um, looks I'm... good though. <laughs> Winnipeg do. looks they, like a good they, team. They really do. Always, they've always been like sneaky good because they have Hellebuck and they have Shifley, they have Kyle Connor and Ehlers. It's just nobody talks about them because they're the Jets. Exactly. Their fan base is a lot smaller, I think, still, even though it's been 10 years uh, since they came back. Yeah, do you have anything else to say about the Canucks before we move on? Something new? Nope, because we all know how, <laughs> we all know how freaking dog shit they are. So. Okay, I'm honestly surprised because like two weeks ago we were talking about the same topic. I'm surprised with <laughs> Travis Green and or Jim Benning, whichever one you want. Well, are still there, heard, or Francis, well, uh, or Francisco Aquilini. Well, here's the thing: I don't think firing Benning is going to do much for the group. I think not right now. No, not right now. I think ch- changing the coach would do more, but I also don't think a coaching change is going to come because they just renewed his contract before this season, and they're still going to pay him. Um, even if they fire him, I think he's under contract for I think uh, it was two more years at two point seven million. So they're gonna be paying him two point seven million for the next two years to have him not coach your team. I mean, we did that. The Leafs did that with Babcock, and look how that ended up. So, I think it's well, the Bab- optics, though. Like the fans are begging for some sort of change, and so even I, if I, firing Jim Benning doesn't fix anything tomorrow. It's gonna like in the long term, you you can at least long, yeah. show to the fans that like. Changes we can see where happening. you're coming from, and like we're we're at least trying to to yeah. do something rather than well, just spinning I, the wheels and yeah. I think get nowhere. I think what I what I what I heard from reporters for from the Canucks is that if they have a real if they have a bad homestand again, um, I, I say again, oh my god, um, <laughs> um, if they have a bad homestand, I think they play three games at home starting. Starting uh, the last game, I think. And I think I heard reports saying, like, oh, yeah, if they have another bad homestand, because obviously the fans are already pissed off. And if they have another bad homestand, they're going to be even more pissed off. So I think I heard reports saying, like, oh, if they have another bad homestand, like, there's going to be, like, some big trade or someone's going to get fired. I'm like, oh, yeah? What's Jim Benning going to trade? Who's going to trade? Yeah, I was going to say, who are you going to trade? Who's going to trade? Are you going to trade JT Miller, who's been arguably our best forward this year, who's our leading point getter and who's our – right now he's our heart and soul of the team because even though he has, like – he throws an F-bomb every time he comes off the ice every game now, <laughs> it seems like. Or are you going to trade, like – I, I think know. Besser would be the only trade chip he has. Well, yeah, because he's a free, he's an he's RFA, RFA at the end of the season, and I don't. And but again, he's not playing him. the best. 
if so I were what are you gonna to what do you think you're gonna get for Brock Besser when he's I don't not know. playing at mm-hmm. you know his know. peak? Let's turn him to freaking Minnesota where he's from and let's get Kaprizov. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know. Your trades are great. No, I'm just joking around. I haven't actually, I haven't thought about a trade, but like I've heard, I've seen reports that are like, oh, there could be a big trade happening. I'm like, oh yeah, who are we going to trade? Who are we going to trade? trade Tucker Pullman? Who's going to want him? Bring in Tucker um, Pullman. When, uh, when do you think something drastic? Yeah, I know the homestand, like you said. Like, do you have like a specific day or what? Like, how long do you think it will take for well, either in- Travis Green or... Um, planning to be fired. I think it would take a. It would take a. I think they're on a five-game losing streak right now. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure it's five, which is a shame. Yep, five. Hey, Seattle Carker also on a five-game losing streak. You losers. Um, <laughs> they have less points than us, so I can call them losers. So I don't, I don't care. Um, they're also in their first season, so yeah. Well, Vegas went to the. Cup final in there, or yeah, but they're also play with five goalies at one point. So <laughs> their top, their 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 starting goalie was Maxime Legacy for I think about twenty games of that season. Ron Francis was just that was a complete failure of a of an expansion draft. Just the... he, yeah. he's thinking, he's thinking more long term than short term though. He drafted young players, and then yeah, but signed. even like he didn't make any trades or any like. Or barely any trade. Like, you look at the the Jack Eichel. I know we're getting, like, off topic here or whatever. But, like, the Jack Eichel trade. Like, the key piece of that was Alex Tuck. Yeah. Who they got in the expansion draft as, like, a protection piece. Like, oh, we'll give you Alex Tuck if you don't take... uh, I don't know who they were protecting. But, like, those are still pieces that they're moving that they acquired, like, what, four years ago at the expansion draft. To bring in like these elite names, One of the and, top uh, five centers in the league. Yeah, and Seattle hasn't done anything like that. the The one thing that they did was they drafted Vitek Vanacek, and then they traded him back to the yeah. cap for a third round pick or a second round pick. <laughs> <laughs> like what the hell? I think it was a third. Yeah, I think it was a third. Holy crap! Um, that, was, that was so funny. I mean, yeah, because he had Chris Drieger and Grubauer. Which they did sign Grubauer. That was a good pickup, but he's not playing like when he played for the Avalanche. That's because the Avalanche have an amazing defensive Defense. team in the yeah. Seattle Kraken. They did. They did. First they team. Did. I think his numbers were a little inflated by by Colorado. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? That's that's goaltending. Like that's why you don't sign these guys to stupid amounts of money. Like Bobrovsky, yeah, he's playing very good this year, but those wheels can come off at any time. Anytime. And then you got well, you got Spencer Knight to back up, right? So it's not a yeah. and you still got like ten million that you're spending on. Well, um, right now with like Montreal, right? Yeah, you have Carey Price that's out still. He's still getting yeah. back up to his um game shape. A game shape. Yeah. Um but you got Caden Primo and Montembo and Jake Allen's out with a concussion, so now you're really screwed. Yeah, they're they're just getting pushed down into a deeper hole now, especially with Jake lost, Allen going out with a concussion. Six nothing, nothing last night. Six nothing. Five nothing to the Penguins. Uh, yes, I, no, I think you're right. I think it was six. And um, Desharm Desharm said 
we played sucked. really bad. Yeah, we. He said we, he literally I said think we sucked. Yeah, I think he said like, oh yeah, we played we terribly. Yeah, we played we played like crap or something. But, That's a similar situation to the Canucks, where it's like I'm surprised. I'm surprised nothing's really been done there. I guess they're just kind of accepting that they're they're not I mean, good. they 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 obviously don't have they didn't have Price to start the year. They don't they didn't have Weber to start the year, and they they lost Philip Deneau, and they freaking replaced him with Mike Hoffman. Um, and then like obviously Cole Caulfield didn't have a great start, and Suzuki didn't have a great start, and Gallagher apparently wants to get traded now. So it's that like I, I'm not really I'm not surprised that Montreal's had a bad start. I kind of didn't I didn't think that they were gonna be as good as they were in the playoffs. Did you see his sucker punch? Yeah. Oh Gallagher. Gallagher. Well yeah. worth the twenty five hundred dollar. Uh... Oh, hundred percent. That was like that was like when Brandon pressed uh, speared Brad Marchand, and he was like, "That's the best five grand I've ever spent." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, the Can- or, sorry, the Canadians. I was gonna say Canucks. The Canadians got dealt a pretty bad hand to start the year, but even yeah. still, I'm surprised. Um, I don't know. I'm surprised. I guess that they haven't done anything about it. Yeah, and they also signed their coach to a three-year extension. But again, Bergevin's on the way out, so it's not even. It's whoever's coming in next. That's yeah, like, so have to deal the, with the the Canadians have a worse. The record than the Canucks, and they played two more games. Like they don't even have as many points as the Canucks. Ha, yeah. losers. Ha, we're ah, better than you slightly. We're better than you by two points, and you've played two more games. So ha, you're French pieces of crap. I think oh. it's ironically about expectations, though. Like oh, I say yeah. that because this is a team that just went to the Cup final, but like I don't think the expectations on Montreal going into the season, especially without Price and Weber and Deneau and. Whoever else, but they could have signed to know. They weren't going to pay him that much money, whatever he got from the Kings, though. They weren't going to, though. I know. Well, that's you know. They wanted to spend the David Savard. That's, oh, that's yeah. another player I haven't heard anything <laughs> Who, about. I haven't, what is I haven't he doing? heard. I haven't heard anything about David Savard since he went to the Canadians. Nothing. <laughs> I just like that they're shopping Ben Sherratt now, and apparently Brendan Gallagher. They or, he, or they're not shopping him. He just said he wants to be. He wants to be traded. Bergevin thinks he can get a first-round pick for Ben Sherratt. Good luck. And I think he's off his rocker because he just got COVID today. Yeah, I, I, I just saw the Canadians Bergevin test positive for COVID. Oh, God. So, yeah, I, I don't know what the Canadians... We'll go on to the... Uh, David Sardis. David Sardis, three assists. That's it? In 19 games. That sucks. But, uh, Ben, your, your original question, when do I think something will happen? Yes. To <laughs> green yeah, or topic here, so. <laughs> I think, like, I just want to quickly take a look at their next games. I know they play Winnipeg, and then Saturday they play the Blackhawks. If we don't beat the Blackhawks, I swear to God. Oh, and then we play Pittsburgh. Oh, we might win that game, maybe. Next versus Bruins. You guys got a bunch of easier games coming up here with the Canadians, the Senators. <laughs> and then you play the Penguins again. If we even play the Senators, if they fucking have oh, our true own enough, yes. Well, it's only yeah, the, they, right now. It's only the three games. Yeah, it's only till Sunday, I think. Um, but anyway, to answer your question, um, I wouldn't be surprised if after this weekend, because you have kind of a, a few day break where you if could they, have some transition time. If they lose tonight, which I'm an unbiased fan, I think they will. 
And then Blackhawks, if they like lose both of those games, I think something will happen on Monday or Tuesday. I think I I would think Monday because like they would need like a day before they play on Wednesday. So I don't think they would do it on Tuesday. I think it would be Monday. And if they don't do something, like say they lose two these next two games, if they don't do something on Monday, then I wouldn't expect any changes this year at coaching. They play in Pittsburgh on Wednesday. Yeah. So I would assume Tuesday that they're traveling. Yeah. So my guess would be if something's going to happen, it's going to be Monday. Yeah. If if they lose these next two games, which I could definitely see them losing tonight for sure, and then maybe squeak out a tight win against the Blackhawks. Shootout win. Or an, or the Blackhawks like an will be playing. That'll be a back-to-back game for the Blackhawks. Yeah. This is your chance to make up some ground. Oh, again, shit. your team is not firing at all. Make up what ground? If we win, we would still be freaking three points behind the Sharks for for six. Yeah, well, first of all, you get out of your five-game losing streak, which is good. I don't care. What a five. And the we're fact get to on, see if Peterson actually can, or Pedersen can actually score a goal. We're going to get on another losing streak just no matter when, okay, dude? Like, I'm not... I don't, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, like, I saw... I saw a thing, a YouTube video, and it was like, oh, could the Canucks have a bounce-back season like the Blues did when they won the Cup and they were the last-place team in January? I'm like, okay, you're Possibly, setting yes. Like, yes, they could. They could. But that's a very unrealistic scenario. That was like a one-in-a-thousand-years team. Be last but it's place. also, you have, you have a goalie like Jordan Bennington, like, like Jordan Bennington with oh, Dr. Demko, where he can literally carry the team. Don't you compare Demko. I'm not comparing the fact that, like, of Jordan Bennington. I'm just saying the fact that he can that, carry a team. That makes me want to throw up. Freaking Bennington just goes after everyone now. Doesn't matter. He'll swing his He's going to be Canada's starting goaltender, too. He better not be. He will be now. Oh, my God. Okay. Dylan, Oilers. <laughs> Um. So Connor did it again. Connor did it again. <laughs> They're still one of the best teams in the league. Nothing's changed. Um. The thing that could change it is Darnell Nurse hurt. Oh yeah. They said he could miss two to four weeks, give or take. Mm-hmm. Um. So their defense looks a little rough right now. I think Duncan Keith now is a top line <laughs> defenseman. Top four. Top four. Was he, he's gonna be playing top pairing probably. Was it a? Do you have a broken finger or something? I'm honestly not sure exactly what happened. I know sure. he went out there for the overtime. Oh um, yeah, and just kind of played through it. Oh Maybe yeah, that's and, a speculation uh, that he broke his finger. Oh yeah, and, and also yeah. you lost. Uh, what I don't know. Oh, I still don't know how to say this guy's last name. Slater Slater. Yeah, yeah, he's out three to four weeks with a lower body injury. Yeah, a nurse broke his finger. Yeah. Yeah, Cuckoo was hurt like all of last year too. So this is what your D this is what your defense looks like now. Duncan Keith, Evan Bouchard, Chris Russell, Cody CC, Philip Broberg, and Tyson Barry. Yeah, they just called up Broberg, but And William Lagason. Yeah, William Lagason. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't expect Broberg to play a whole lot because Dave yeah. Tippett, he's not really he doesn't have much trust in rookies. So if Broberg gets in it probably won't i wouldn't guess it would be for like another week or so like he'd probably have a week of just straight practice before he actually got into a game but um this is a chance for somebody like evan bouchard to step up yeah um because 
Like, yeah. Otherwise, to. they're they're gonna have to be scoring seven goals a game instead of five. But seven goals instead of five. <laughs> Silver lining. <laughs> Stuart Skinner has looked. He's played, I think, three games. He's looked really good. Um, played really, really well in against Winnipeg <clears throat> last night. Um, he just looks confident. He looks poised. He looks, he looks like an NHL goalie. So that's good. My hope this year was that he could kind of come in, and if there was a situation like this, he could come in and take that starting role and kind of run with it. And so far, especially obviously, with, uh... it's it's. It's still really early, but yeah, especially yeah, with especially Mike with Smith, Mike, yeah. Mike Smith's injury potentially being pretty long term. Um, yeah, that would be a really nice blessing if he could come in and and kind of take over that number one role. Yeah, I mean, you guys are probably going to be looking for a defenseman, anyways. Just to Ben Sherrod. Yeah, I actually saw that today as well. Yeah. And then they're also looking at goaltending too, like Flurry, Holpe, and uh, oh damn, who's the other goalie that I saw? I couldn't tell you. I can't remember. Yeah, there, there, they, was, there, there was three goalies that they said that they could potentially go after. Connor McDavid. Like you can literally do full episodes. It just every week is just Connor McDavid doing something absolutely ridiculous. On this episode, this week. On this episode of Connor McDavid does something ridiculous. <laughs> Connor McDavid did something ridiculous. Who would have thought? Oh. One on three again. He basically one, did one the one exact three. same thing. It's like five minutes left in team. the game to tie it. <laughs> Says, "Fine, I'll do it myself." I'll Picks up the puck and <laughs> makes Walks Logan Stanley three. looks kind of stupid. Makes him look like a tree. Logan yeah. Stanley is a tree, and he is stupid. Christmas tree. He fought Cassian last night. Cassian's oh like, he's like a foot and a half shorter than him. <laughs> like he's punching up the whole time. Yeah, I watched that fight. I watched Cassian try to run away basically the whole fight. <laughs> Cassian fought well. He was like dodging. Oh, yeah. Dodging he was dodging a little a bit. Lot, yeah. And, yep. you know. <laughs> His job fought, you know, somebody that's um, not supposed to be seven, eight. <laughs> but yeah, like. The Oilers so far they still they look good. I mean, they went on a road trip until I think last night's game against Winnipeg was the first game back in Edmonton in a couple of weeks. Um and the road trip was a little there's a couple of shaky games, but um I think they played like five games in seven days. Something like that. Oh well, five that's games like AHL stuff. Days. So like you know, you can kind of forgive, I think, some of those games at the end of the road trip where we lost you're probably, Buffalo. Yeah, you're probably just completely pooched. I mean, stats-wise, Leon and... Uh, Miss, sorry, Mr. Leon. Mr. And, Leon. And, and Connor McDavid are obviously at the top of the NHL points standings with just Leon... Drysdale scoring 17 goals, and they've I think they've only played, what, 16, 17 games? Yeah, 17, I think. Yeah, so can you really say other than they just need a little bit more help with defense? But again, like that's a work in progress. We'll just see how they keep playing because Connor McDavid's a bit, like he's able to score or put up as many points as he can every single game. He scored 
He has a point in every in the last twenty three games, regular season games. Yeah, he scored in every game this season, and then a, like a half dozen or so going back to to last year. The one Incredible. thing I'll say is, and it's been kind of the the topic of the last couple of weeks, is um, Connor's like <laughs> I say in quotes inability to draw penalties. Uh, there was a play in against Boston last week where he came, grabbed the puck, and he's behind the net in the offensive zone, um, and he's tripped up, and it's like definition trip. Like a guy gets his stick caught in his legs, Connor falls over, like textbook trip, and the ref is standing right there in the corner and doesn't call anything. And it's like, at this point, it's like, I don't even know what is, <laughs> what is a penalty and what isn't. Yeah, like I think th- perhaps the refs are scared to call a penalty because they know that you know Connor can draw probably pro- Connor could probably draw ten penalties a game if he wanted to, and if you if you have a power play that's clicking at forty percent, there's you know yes probably two three four goals a game. I don't know. Uh, with, with my take, anyways, is he. Like he has to draw some calls. You have to give him something. Yeah, you can't you can't just like the blatant ones that are literally. Hey, he literally took his feet out. Those are the ones that penalty. are the most yeah, that's egregious. Penalty. When it's like, like the it like seems the interference like... calls, the interference calls, and the stuff like that where they slow him down can be le- more lenient than literally somebody taking him out of the play, like mm-hmm. cutting his legs down or hooking him or. Uh, slashing him or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, to me, it's the ones where it's like, (laughs) I feel like if it was any other player, they would get the call. But for some reason, he doesn't get the calls. I I don't understand why he's the best player in the league. So you think that he would... Yeah. Again, the whole protection aspect of hockey is you want to protect your best players, your NHL stars. It seems like they don't really want to do that. They just want to when Sidney Crosby came into the league, yeah, he pitched a lot because at any point somebody like blew on him, mm-hmm. he would have lost his shit. Yeah, and it took you know it took a long time for him to mature and become what he is today. So I think Connor McDavid. I wouldn't say Connor's uh, no, no, no. approach is I'm immature. Not, I'm not saying that. No, I'm not saying he's immature. I'm saying that he might not get the calls. I just think he might have to deal with it, but. In the playoffs, which we talked about last week with the whole... And it's been going on for the last two weeks, is this mm-hmm. debate about why Connor McDavid is a whiner, basically. And I'm like, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about why the NHL can't stick with a rule that's in their rule book and call it on a regular game basis. Yeah, it basically begs the question, like, should Connor McDavid get special treatment? And I think he should. Like, if you're, the... <laughs> if you're going to draw the most penalties... And you're like 200th or something in the NHL and drawing penalties. Like, it's silly. Sense. Like, it doesn't make yeah. any sense. Um, yeah, no, I, I think, uh, I think that's a load of BS, to be honest. I think, especially with the whole, uh, Tortorella, um, take they had about Connor. Yeah, Connor uh, kind of shut him up, I think, <laughs> last uh, night. With the... Good one. <laughs> Good play on words. Well, I think the whole thing with like 
with what Tortorella saying. I'm not, um, I'm not, I'm not agreeing with Tortorella because I, I did hear that whole interview, and then I did hear um, uh, Connor's comments like, "Oh, I guess I should just shut up." Then I thought that was perfect. Like that's all. That's all he needed to say. He didn't need to be like, "Oh, yeah, Tortorella's a dick, or he's he's an old he man." That, well, he is, but he didn't. He's he's not going to say that. That's what I'm saying. But I think what Tortorella is talking about is like when it comes playoff time, and like you, you're not going to get these ticky tack calls that generally do get called in the regular season, especially now. It was the best referees in all major sports. Yeah, shut up, Gary Bettman, you <laughs> stupid idiot. Best re- best referees in all of sports. Like you're an idiot. Wow. Like, like that's that's one of, that's one of the most BS things I've heard him say in a in a in a while. But so I probably think the least amount of lawyer talk I think I've ever heard him say. Really though, but I think I just think like Torrell, yeah, he's kind of a dumbass when it comes to comments about players, and especially this one about McDavid. Like, oh, he needs to change his game. He doesn't need to change his game. Are you nuts? But I think what he's more so talking about is when it comes playoff time. Because no offense, Dylan, you guys haven't had that much playoff success, like going far in the playoffs. I would say it's in the McDavid era, whether that be. No, they've only they've won one series. Yeah, but yeah, I think still he's than the Yeah. <laughs> but Canucks did better than both of them. I'm shocked at that, but now you guys are laughing at me, so haha. <laughs> <laughs> Shut <laughs> up, you two. Haha. Um, but I think Toro was just talking about like when it comes playoff time and the calls are like they're gonna the refs are gonna swallow their whistles more because it's playoffs that's, that's part of the problem though yeah. Like, yeah why is it why is it two different games yeah i don't i don't know that's just how it, that's just how it's always been the the calls are they're so much tighter in the playoffs because the playoffs i guess they mean more and they don't want they don't want like they don't want penalties. to slow down the game and they don't want yeah. it to influence the game yeah. but it ends up I think, influencing yeah. the game yeah. more exactly that's exactly what i was gonna say yeah, yeah. By, not, by trying to not influence the game, they're influencing yeah. the game the entirely. Exactly. In this case, yes. <laughs> so I definitely agree. Yeah. So, like, why did like why do they not know that yet? It's been going on for years. I don't know because Gary Bowen doesn't do anything. Yeah. Oh, we have the best refs in the world. Uh, no, you don't. You're you're an idiot, and you also don't change anything unless it's to benefit you. Yeah, it's freaking yes. knob. <laughs> yeah, Oilers are still one of the best teams in the NHL. Obviously, they have to be. I mean, the Flames are really creeping up, though. They the look are, are like they look yeah. pretty good. You know, so <laughs> I, saw a, I saw a stat yesterday oh, where God. it's the first or since nineteen forty since the nineteen forties. The first NHL team to have six shutouts in the first seventeen games. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah it is kind of bullshit. <laughs> that... Markstrom has Markstrom has five shutouts in however many games that he's played. He had and five Edward shutouts Zara with Vancouver. He had five shutouts with Vancouver in like his last one hundred and twenty something games. <laughs> Damn. I was just gonna say because of Gary's stupid uh, loser point. They're only one point behind the Oilers, despite having three less wins and playing one more game, because they got five overtime losses. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that needs to. 
I don't know. Everybody's been saying this for a long time that 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 loser point means is just annoying. I just think that's the most pointless point in sports. Like, could you just, yeah. could you imagine if like you went to overtime and you didn't get a point for like losing? You know how different that would make the league. It'd be, it'd be like the NBA. Great. Yeah, it'd yeah, be great. Be, yeah, it'd be it would be so entertaining. Like it'd you, make the it'd make the overtime go. It, it'd make it really serious. It'd make it like a playoff. Yeah, game. I think if I think if they I, here's the only thing though. I think if they took away the if they took away the loser point in overtime and shootout, I think they would need to make if they wanted to make games more exciting and more like meaningful and more competitive. I think they should change the overtime to ten minutes instead of five, and still keep it three on three. Uh, yeah, three on three. Three on three overtime is so entertaining because, like, that Leafs Rangers game when they were in overtime, that was one of the most entertaining overtimes that I've ever seen. It was so back and forth, back and forth. One team has a two on one, then the team has a breakaway, then the team has another two on one, and a big save, big save. Like, that's that's amazing entertainment. It doesn't matter what team's playing. Like, obviously, if it was like Arizona and Montreal, it's gonna be boring as hell. But, Montreal likes to take it back all the way to the end and then work yeah, forward. Like, like, oh, I don't yeah. see an entrance. So I would take like, it all the way back again. The most entertaining Canucks games that I've seen this year have been overtimes games. Like when JT Mill, when they came back, I would, I don't remember who they were playing, but they came back from being down to nothing, and then they went in overtime. JT Miller scored, um, the score of the goal. Like that was the mo- one of the most entertaining games I've seen the Canucks play, because it was in overtime. Like, god damn it! If they're gonna, if they're gonna take away the loser point, they need to change the overtime to ten minutes instead of five. I think it was our it, first podcast when we talked about this. Yeah, one of them. I think one of the first couple. Um, like if it was my call, I would, I would agree. I would do ten minute overtime. I'd scrap the shootout. Yeah. Um, and I'd go with the three point, like three points for regulation win, two for extra time win, and then one point for the loss. Yep. Fair and enough. then I mean, so I mean, I, you I still would, get a point regardless. I'd be surprised if if nobody scored. Over ten minutes, yeah, ten three, minutes. three. But I guess if nobody does, then whatever, it's a draw. Sorry. Yeah, like ties suck, but like I don't know. It's better than oh, cool, you get a point because you just played sixty minutes. Good job. Yeah. yeah you couldn't the... score because you couldn't score in the first sixty minutes. We're gonna give you five minutes plus a uh, a shootout drill. That's what the Canucks were living off of for a while. Those those just getting one point. Oh yeah, we got one point. That's a win for us. Jesus. <laughs> Unfortunate. All like right. you can understand why the NHL does it. It kind of yeah. artificially props up these teams that maybe aren't as good as they would appear and it kind of balances things out, but yeah. I don't know. I kind of like the separation. Like in the NBA, I like seeing the teams where it's like you know, they're 60 and 12 or yeah. <laughs> and then teams that are like kind of in the, you, you've got like yeah, like you have more distinct tiers of like teams, I think. Yeah. Well, in the NBA, they do the just continuous. Like that, right? In the NBA, they do continuous overtime until someone wins. Yeah, there was a four. There was a quadruple overtime game in the regular season last year. Like that was entertaining as hell to watch. Yeah. Well, I think it's important to have games like that, and then you don't get that point that literally could change a season. Except for a loss now, if that's what you're implying. Yeah, I I guess I'm going to talk about the Leafs. 
How about just before, sorry, <laughs> just before oh, we, we finish with the Leafs, let's finish with the Pacific Division. Um, okay. I did not expect the uh, the Ducks, Ducks to be. Oh, I was just gonna, good. yeah, I was actually going to bring up the Ducks later, but yeah. Troy Terry, sixteen games. Yeah, he's he's he looks legit. I know it's only been sixteen games where he's had the point streak, but he looks damn good. He. Him and Zegras. And Getzlaff Zegers looks now... good, too. Yeah, oh, Getzlaff. Getzlaff got his thousand. Did he... he got his thousand point recently, didn't he? Yep. His 18 assists and one goal. He's, a, he's, just, the, <laughs> he's just a primary playmaker. Oh. And his one goal's on uh... the power play. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, every... Oh, wow. He's been, he's been eating up teams. Mostly Vancouver in the last five, but I shot it. Um, yeah, he's got twenty-two points through seventeen games. He's, I, I believe, he's playing on the line with Getzlav right now. Him and uh, I can't think of the other player, but they're see, like quietly one of the best teams in the NHL. I think they're they've won eight straight as well. Uh, uh, no, they, they just lost. Game. Oh, they just yeah. lost, so yeah. So they did yeah. win. I think they won before seven. then. Before then, yeah. Yeah, Terry's yes. playing with Getz and Henrique on the top line. Yeah. Wow. Henrique, Henrique, really? Oh. Yeah. Because Trevor Zegras kind of stole the uh, that second line center spot. Mm-hmm. But that, like, for a team that's rebuilding, like this is. Kind of exactly what, like this is almost like perfect. Can you really say that they're rebuilding when, you know, they don't really send their players down to the minors? They kind of just like Trevor Zegers was a top pick, and he developed slightly. Like Jamie Dry, is it Drysdale? On their team? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I thought it was. I was, I was thinking of Newhook for uh, the Avalanche. Um. Yeah, they go down to the minors just for a brief stint, but then they're right out there. Like Mason McTavish is 19. They brought him up immediately. Yeah, he's playing. Like, is, is it a true rebuild? No, but I guess not. But like, um, uh, they haven't had to go through that period where they were like a dumpster fire for a half decade before they were able to recollect the pieces. Like they've been kind of able to do it on the fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's and like they still have some pieces that I think at the deadline they could they could dump if they need to, yeah, like, like Raquel Silverberg. and Silverberg and uh, Manson, maybe even Gibson if they wanted to. If they got rid of Gibson, man, they'd be in. Yeah, they'd be in kind of doo doo there, but like. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they they have I think a good collection of young players, but then they still have assets that they could move to to further build up a pool of of young players. Oh, it's a very interesting well. story. Yeah. So like by playing well, you know, it kind of instills a I think a certain confidence in the players and a confidence in the organization. That's awesome. Eight one and one in their last ten. The the Knights and the Kings. Like the Kings have also been a very good team over the last little bit. I think they're seven, two, and one. 
um, in their last 10. Yeah, Jonathan Quick is like, <laughs> he's kind of back. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Awesome to see. Well, yeah, they beat the Leafs like, I think it was 5-1 that game. Uh, I guess it was a week and a half ago. But, yeah, I think they're uh, they're also kind of a team that can come up and steal a playoff spot. Which I think we, we said, I think me and you said, uh, our picks and our predictions, the Kings mm-hmm. can come up and... Yeah, I always felt like they could be kind of a sneaky... I don't know, kind of a sneaky team there, but they, I think most, I think the three of us had them in like that fifth fighting for fourth spot, mm-hmm. like with like with Calgary and then maybe Seattle as well. But we, I think we said Seattle yeah. probably like sixth, yeah. and then we and then we said Anaheim and San Jose were going to be seven and eight. Yeah, yeah. We I mean, you just, you just go on based of what you see, right? That's, that's yeah. What you're going, do. you're going based off of. Um, you're going to be of what's on paper, not what actually is going to happen. Yeah, we, did we expect John John Gibson to literally steal every single game for the Ducks other than Troy Terry coming did on, we, having a 16-game point streak? No. Did we expect the Canucks to also just absolutely yes. suck a bowl of eggs for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, maybe brunch and dinner? Yes. I didn't. And dinner. <laughs> but even like, I don't think anybody had Calgary being... Oh, no. As no. good as as they are, or even even like a team like Washington being as good as they are. I mean, I yeah, I didn't expect so. Washington to, or like the Islanders being so bad. They've been I had hit them with at, COVID. They've been on I a lot of COVID Island, protocol, and I had the Islanders uh, at number one. <laughs> and they started the season at a like what was that thirteen game road trip? Yeah, thirteen game road trip because they were getting their new arena. And I think well, I'll still give them some benefit of the doubt. I think they're playing. Like, they're playing there, I think, tomorrow. Yeah. Um, before we leave the Pacific, also, I want to say the Kings changing their the Staples Center to. Oh my God! Oh, is it called no. Crypto.com. Oh Crypto.com. my God! Arena? That's the dumbest name. I I sent. Hey man, money pay money pays. I <laughs> sent that picture to you guys immediately, and I'm like, this is the dumbest name for an arena ever. Oh, another Crypto.com arena. Ooh. At first, it was just Crypto.com. There wasn't an arena at the end of it. I'm like, there has to be an arena at the end of the name. The Crypto.com. The Crypto.com. The Crypt. One one thing before we go to the lease, and I I promise. One more thing before we go to the Pacific. I forgot to mention this about the Canucks uh, penalty kill. Um, the one way one, back. <laughs> well, okay. No, because I I just read about this. I'm like, oh yeah, crap! I forgot to mention this. But when Tyler another, Watt. oh Jesus, he's so damn good. I, it was and when 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 Dylan was talking about the Oilers, I was just briefly skimming through something about the Canucks, like five potential trades that the Canucks could do. One of them was Tyler Moore for third round pick. I'm like, get the hell out of here with that crap! Don't even, get out of here. But one of <laughs> Another reason why the Canucks penalty kill is so bad is their face-offs are horrible. Like, JT Miller, his face-off percentage on even strength is 62.2. Shorthanded, goes down to 37. And then Jason Dickinson goes from 40 to 23. So there's your other problem. They can't win a face-off to save their life in their own zone. And that's the biggest thing on the penalty kill. you got to get possession and then get the puck out. Does Bo Horvath play DK? Not really. He He has to now. He plays like third 
maybe like I know there isn't a third string penalty kill, but he kind of is like that third to maybe second. It depends who who's in the penalty box. Like if JT Miller's in the penalty box, then he'll probably be the the first line PK center just to win the faceoff or Dickinson. It, That's it, what Jason Spezza did for a long time. He would just win it on the strong side. Like yeah, off. which, which and well, I'm not so, comparing Bo Horvat like, to Jason Spets. I'm just saying, and that's that's a, you know, that's a that's another problem with this team. They don't have a right-handed centerman. They're just all to left-handed. throw a wrench into that. The Canucks actually have the eighth best. Um, that's all because of Bo, that's that's all because of JT Miller and Bo Horvat. Best, yeah, the best, uh, that's all because off. of Bo. That's all because of Bo Horvat <laughs> and JT Miller when that's even strength. Because like, so I'm surprised that he's not taking the faceoffs. Well, for and. Penalty kill. Bo, Bo Horvat's faceoff percentages when he's shorthanded, it only drops four percent. It's fifty six to fifty two. Like that's not even that's not a, that's not oh, bad at Horvath, all. I, that's the one thing I really admire about Bo Horvat is the fact that he can win every single draw that he really wants. He really can, unless it's for the fucking power play. But we're not going to talk about that. He loses so many on the power play, and it pisses me off so much. <laughs> anyway, let's. Okay. We're gonna, you know we're, who has the second to... best faceoff win percentage? Claude Giroux. Actually, it's tied for first. Is the Toronto Maple Leafs? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about players. All right. Players, All right. <laughs> Winners of ten of their last eleven. Holy crap! Really? Sitting and still in second place behind the Florida Panthers. You know, well, the Florida Panthers are just—they're just a god tier. Barkov now because Barkov is now week to week after he had his knee on knee. I uh, think he's going to be out for at least a month. To be honest. Great. Screw up my fantasy. According um, to Tortorella, he's the uh, best player in the NHL. Oh, wow. More <laughs> takes. Okay. Um, Jack Campbell is unbeatable. Yeah, I'm happy I picked him up. He is. Every, every day I see a tweet. Um, and it's like, can we sign Jack now? Or can you sign him tomorrow? Can you sign <laughs> him right, right now? Gonna go up. You, it doesn't matter. It, again, the price, yes, is going to keep going up. Just sign him right now. Just get it he over. Wants with. to stay here so bad. He wants to stay in Toronto so bad. Sign because this guy. The players want him to stay. Yes. Everyone he's on the gen- team he's, loves him. He's genuinely one of the nicest guys I think I've ever seen on television, ever. Like if I ever met this guy, which I would love to do, I I think he'd probably be the nicest guy ever. Oh yeah. Um, Camp and Kase are odd sense. They've really given the, that third line an identity. I wouldn't say Engvall. And really you, anything. before the season started, you're like, who the hell are these guys? I know what who are they, they going to do? <laughs> I was I the one that told were. you. I told you. I would say you are going to like these two players. And you're like, oh, yeah, well, we'll see how the season You have to goes. see. Exactly. Like, like Again, I can bring up the Canucks, but I'm not going to. But I, I um, told you that you would like them. I didn't know Casa was this good because he's had a lot of concussion issues. And uh, yeah. he's had a lot of... Injury riddled seasons. That's camp. Funny. I had no idea about camp. He was on. He was on. He was in the Blackhawks organization. Still in the third line. I think he had. Like, I think his goal total from last year was two. He now oh has. He's tied it. Yeah. <laughs> he's tied already. his goal total. I think he has three actually. Um. And even on the broadcast last night during the uh, the Leaf game, Ray Ferraro and uh, Gordon Miller, he's like, "Oh yeah, they haven't been the most uh, picturesque ones." And then Ray's like, what do they have to be pouts? He's not like saying it doesn't count. He's just saying they haven't been the most prettiest. Um, 
Pure angle <laughs> carry that long. I just looked up his time on ice, and I just had to see how much he was getting played. He played. For- Fourteen and a half minutes. I think this season, like he's been quietly Tyler Mott, if you want to compare. Yeah, um, <laughs> he's better Let's than go. Tyler. He is better. He's way better. <laughs> How much does Tyler Mott make? He does not make three and a half million. He makes um, one million, I think. Exactly. He makes like a. So, he makes like a, I think it's one and a half. Um. Yeah. So the Leafs uh, beat the Rangers last night by the skin of their teeth. They just held on kind of just didn't show up in the third period but they played the first 40 minutes very well Morgan Riley had two um at I think what they said on the broadcast last night was um up to that point there was only one defenseman with a goal and I think it was Jake Muzzin for the first 17 games of the season so that's not good well yeah before Morgan Riley basically scored in Buffalo scored against the Rangers twice but it hasn't been good for our defense um. Yeah, that game in Buffalo. I don't know if you guys watched. Did you guys see that Morgan Riley goal? The one that won it with like ten seconds left or whatever, or went off the crossbar and did some sort of backflip and then went in the net. It spun backwards like a golf ball. I think I briefly saw that. Um, again, it wasn't really talked about, which I mean, it's kind of a rarity. I, it looked like a ghost kind of pushed it in. It <laughs> did not look like it was going to go in the net at all. Um, so yeah, they held on, beat Buffalo 5-4, and they beat, uh, who's next? I think they beat Nashville next. Um, 3 nothing. that was a hand, that was a game. 3 nothing win. Just another game, another win. Jack Campbell with a shutout. I mean, Joseph Wall started in that game against Buffalo. Um, call him the brick wall. <laughs> the brick wall. Yeah, the brick wall that gave up four goals. Um, <laughs> I mean, most of the goals really weren't his fault in that game. Buffalo is, again, uh, I think it was on the Steve Dangle podcast. They're like, oh, yeah, they're still going to lose in March when they come play in Hamilton. And I'm like, <laughs> you're probably, probably right. Like, least record in outdoor games is pretty not good. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have a lot to say about the Leafs other than Pierre Engvall literally being... You got Kyle person. Clifford back. Oh yeah, yeah. and and Dion oh. Phaneuf retired. I forgot to bring <laughs> Dion that retired. Well. Yeah, um, double Dion. <laughs> the fact, like seeing like some of his big hits when he was on the Leafs, were like the TJ Oshie one, and then the one with Joey DaCosta. And uh, Steve Dangle brought it up, and he's DaCosta comes off, and he's like, "My fault, my fault." Like, <laughs> cut cut across the middle of the ice like that, and Dion's on the other side. You're probably gonna get destroyed. Um. <laughs> Dion took so much crap, but like he, his yeah. first couple years in Calgary, he was a point monster. Total. Yes, I mean, he like came offensively to Toronto, and defensively. I think the pressure of being captain of that team was, and also those teams weren't very good. No, those Leaf teams are terrible. So I mean, it it really wasn't his fault. He served he was six years as a Leafs captain, so that's a lot longer than I thought he was actually going to be there. Um. He still played over a thousand games, like with five organizations or four four organizations. Um, still had four hundred ninety four points as a defenseman. Three thousand and forty eight wow. games. Um, yeah, they retired. They retired. Which good on him. I was wondering where he was going to be. Like, I know he's. I don't think he 
had a contract. He hasn't left played the, the last few years. Yeah, so uh, congrats on retirement. Um, yeah, we got Kyle Clifford back. <laughs> Another depth guy, I guess. Like Tyler Maw, two points. I don't think he had a really good fair shake when he was first here with the Leafs. Like it was basically that Peter Morazic collision, and then I was like, okay, well he's not playing anymore. <laughs> I'm I'm really excited to see the interaction between him and Peter Morazic when he comes back. Sorry, sorry for uh, giving you a concussion. You, you, you were out of your crease, so I just saw. Uh, yeah, you, you should have listened. Kind of your fault, but okay. You, you should watch Steve Dangle's Dangle's videos where he talks about goaltenders tending the goal. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. The guy who can't skate, but yes, the guy who <laughs> talks about hockey all the time that we love. Um, yeah, the Leafs have been very good. Very, very good. Yeah, they kind of shook off whatever rust there was at the beginning, and they're looking like exactly what I think the expectations were. We hope they are, and I hope that they just get into the playoffs, and that's that's the first step, right? Like, getting to the playoffs? I think that's a given. Like, all I think the work everybody begins. knows. Yeah. It's, that's what's necessary. That's the exact thing that's necessary for the Leafs to... Um, be a good a contender this year because you know it depends who they're going to come up against, right? Like any team can come in there and beat this team. They just got to mm. learn how to deal with the adversity of playoffs and you know maybe not having their captain be stretchered off in the first game would probably be a oh bonus this time. Jesus, be a bonus. Um, I, I still remember watching that. I was just, I, that was the very last thing that I saw before I lost service because I was going camping. And I just saw that. I'm like, oh my God. Besides the, uh, besides the Clint Malarchuk throat cut, that was one of the most devastating injuries that I've seen or most devastating collisions that I've seen. And like, oh my God. I still remember watching that the first time. I'm like, holy crap. Um, yeah, so that's definitely a bonus. I just want to transfer this into uh, the dead fuck dumbass segment with Dylan with Rick Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just before that, I was just going to say... Oh, uh, no! <laughs> I think this gets said every year, but, like, this this really could be the year for the Leafs to... Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, sound like a broken record, but, like, the Panthers, since the, the firing of Quinville, they've been... So-so. I'd say so-so. And now with Barkov hurt... Um, I think that's kind of the leaf spot to kind of take is that top spot there. The Lightning, I think they're missing that third line. I don't think they're they're quite as scary as they were the last couple of years. Um, and they also don't have Kucherov right now. Yeah, and they don't have Kucherov. And Boston, I think, is... I don't know if, if the window's kind of closing there. Like To me, they're not as scary as they were for the last friggin'... 15 years, but <laughs> like, oh, my. Yeah. oh I, I just saw something that might change my answer for dead bug. I think I just, uh, what I was going to say is I think the Leafs have perhaps better than the last couple of years. They have, yeah, they, they have a <laughs> they better have, chance because they have of a good the other path around them. Yeah. There's a good path there. Yeah. It's, it's just up to them now to, to do something. I mean, they had a it. good path when they played Columbus in the plant. Exactly. And they played <laughs> Montreal last year and, yeah, but well, I mean, at least Montreal went to the Cup final, so they can be like, "Yeah, well, we lost to the team that eventually." They won didn't the even deserve to get to the Cup final. <laughs> like, like, Flurry basically gave them a game. 
pretty much, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not I'm not talking about the next the last years, okay? Hey Ben. And Ben, this will this will kind of this will grind your gears. Yeah. Oh wow, again. Kevin Kevin LeBlanc got suspended one game for slew footing. How has PK not gotten suspended a game this year for slew footing? He got a fifteen K fine. We got a, yeah, you got a fine, we didn't get suspended. Uh, I just I just I saw don't that know, I don't got, know, man. I just saw that he got suspended. I'm like, how has PK not gotten suspended? I know he's gotten fined. But I have to see. I have to see the Kevin LeBanc play to <laughs> <laughs> make a good assumption on uh, what it was. But yeah, we can go right into the our segment. Dead puck dumbass of the week. Hey. Yeah, I guess to to close out the pod, we'll give our our dumbasses. <laughs> our dumbasses um, of the week. Well, you, you know, you ruined my segue, but that's okay. Dylan, go first. Okay. <laughs> I love the passive uh, aggressiveness. I'm going to give mine to Dallas Stars coach Rick Bonus. Oh, what a um, dumbass. <laughs> so this um, story goes Riley Tuft, um, young player, I think drafted in the first round in 2016 um, by the Stars. Um, Minnesota kid. Um, played university hockey in Minnesota and in the last couple of years has been playing in the AHL. Um, played a couple games this year with the Stars on the big club. And last night, um, they were playing in Minnesota. So hometown game. So Tuft used, <laughs> I guess he spent all of his call-up money, all of the money that he, he had. Um, even had some money chipped in from some other players. I think Nick Pugstad. Actually yep. chipped in and bought. Mm-hmm. And he, I don't even think uh, I, I don't even think he's on the team. Yeah, I think Bugstad plays for the Wild, if I'm not mistaken. Here, let me um, to buy basically tickets for all the fa- friends and family. Um, yeah, Bugstad plays for the Wild. He's not even on his team. So that, that makes sense. So Tuft buys all these tickets for friends and family to come watch and play the uh, hometown game. Um, participates in morning skate. <laughs> And then uh, he's a healthy scratch, like right before the game starts. Um, <laughs> I guess I guess the reasoning was um, that Bonus wanted to kind of keep what they had together. You know, they liked what they had in practice and whatnot, so they wanted to keep that together. Um, but to me, this just like I don't know if I'm a player on the team. If I'm a player on the team, like. I don't know. I'm a little like <laughs> I'm kind of rubbed the wrong way. Like that's that's a joke. Yeah, that's, so it, it reminds me a lot of the Jason Spezza one with Babcock. But again, yeah, it reminds me of things like that. Even the like the Babcock thing with Mike Medano. And uh, yeah. just play the kid, man. He's gonna like. Yeah, it's like a fourth line kid. Our, like it's not. It's not <laughs> like oh yeah, we really need to win this game against the Wild, who are in first place. <laughs> Probably not going to win the game. It's in his no. hometown. You called him up. He's participated in morning skate, like you said. Um, probably took uh, warm ups as well, like you said. I think. Probably. Um, um, I don't know if it was warm ups, but I know the morning skate. Okay. He participated, in. and you just shaft him. <laughs> Say, oh yeah, well, sorry, you wasted all your money. 
Now your family gets to watch a hockey game with you in the stands. Yay. <laughs> but like, how awkward is that? For... Oh, God, that'd be terrible. I, I don't even know how I would react with that. So, Yeah, dumbass. That's... Yeah, like to me, it's a dumbass play just because it's like, I don't know. I think that just totally ruins the vibe of the locker room. Well, then um, you just lost a lot of your trust in your coach. Yeah, like I guess if but... you're trying to send a message of like, you got to play hard to, to play in the games. Yeah, sure, fine, but like I don't know. You just dictated. You, you're just dictating your lineup anyway, so it doesn't just, matter. Just saying, it's just being a, a dick. Like, just yeah. saying, there's a reason why the Canucks fired Rick Bonus when he was an assistant. So, is that the reason? I don't know. <laughs> he scratches rookies. Scratches rookies, man. It was actually um, really funny this morning. Um, because I saw this story. Like, I heard about it first thing in the morning. Like on my way to work. Um. Somebody had edited the Wikipedia page for Rick Bonus. It's since been like corrected um, oh, no. to say like he's been fired because he doesn't like this and that. Like some <laughs> star fan like just went in on him. Like it was really really funny. I, I hope somebody has like screenshots of it saved or you it's can somewhere like, probably on the internet There's find so archives wow. of it. But um, yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, this this is a little off topic. I just I'm just reading this right now. Tyler to quote from Tyler to Foley on the Canadians' bad start. We are one of the worst teams in the league right now. <laughs> yes, you are. The good observation there, Tyler. There you go. Oh man. All right, yeah. Ben. What's yours? Uh Torts being an idiot. Towards basically saying to make the best player that we've ever seen change in our generation. And, yeah, generational talent to change his to change game. game. <laughs> what would you like him to do, Torts? Would you like him to oh play more defensive? You he know, wants him to be. He wants him to be a. Do tough you want guy. him to be? Do you want him to no. be a third line player? He's not going to be a third line player. Oh, I don't want him to change like that. Well, you know what? I think that you should just shut up. Uh huh. Um, and do your job. I know your job is to make outlandish takes <laughs> and to piss people off because you're really good at that. You know, you're, you're really good at pissing people off. Um, uh, and Connor had his, you know, point to say, oh, I just should just shut up about it. And it was quite funny. And that's where it should end. And it, it should end there, but it's not going to because people like myself who want to talk about this. Because you do not have a player like that. He doesn't need. He should play defense a little bit. He's a center. Sometimes, um, yeah, he should come back into the play and you know play his position. He's it's Connor McDavid. If you're talking about a player like Nick Bukestad, for an example, okay, yes, Connor flipping McDavid. Let him play however he wants to play. Shut up yourself. Done with that. He's not even coaching. That's why you're not coaching. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to make these outlandish takes just to say I can't. I'm on TV. You know, I won a Stanley Cup in 2004. Good job. An idiot. So the one (laughs) example that perhaps Tortorella is looking at is somebody like Steve Eiserman, who... Um, like Steve Eisenman was a guy who put up 150 points back in the day, yep. and then when Scotty Bowman comes in, 
he kind of changes his game a little bit. He's not putting up 130, 140 points a year. He's putting up maybe 80, 90, but he's focusing on defense first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then led the team. I think he won like what five cups or something. Yes. Like the the point I also want to make so is perhaps think, that's sorry. that's the direction that um, I'm just trying to I guess play devil's advocate. Perhaps that's what um, what Torts is trying to kind of maybe that's the example he's trying to use. So okay, okay. so one Steve Eiserman, 150 <laughs> points. Connor McDavid's gonna get 150 points in his sleep. <laughs> so basically, Dylan, what you're saying is you think that Torch is trying to make David into say not not a hundred and let's say 130 plus. Let's put it on the lower end, 130 plus point player and a below average defensive player as as at his position for a center. And he basically Torch is saying that he should be instead of 130 and below average defensive center. You he wants him to be like a like a 90 to 100 point center that's decently above average at defense. <laughs> no, what I'm saying. No, what I'm saying is it's possible <laughs> for players to evolve. Like Steve Eiserman was the third best player in the NHL behind Lemieux and Gretzky oh, in yeah. the late 80s. And then he was was basically forced to change his game or the way that he, he played in order to garner team success. Now that helped because like look at those teams of the Red Wings in the 90s. Like they're okay, unbelievable. Yes. The team <laughs> the team was unbelievable. Well, it's a different need, it's, it's different we're not back then. change Gretzky. Right? The, well, yeah, no. the, the comparison to Iserman is fair. Oh yeah, he's the top. He's he's the he's the third best player in the '90s behind Lemieux and Gretzky. Connor McDavid <laughs> is like Gretzky, not Iserman, and not Lemieux. He's actually closer to the numbers with Lemieux. Listen, I'm the Oilers fan. I'm the one who I wants know. to put up big I'm not points. mad at you. I'm just saying. <laughs> you wonder why he didn't use Gretzky as an example? Is because you can't do that. Gretzky. Oh yeah, you know the games are going to be different in the playoffs, you know, because you're not going to be scoring, outscoring guys like seven to one or whatever. I'm like he could do that. <laughs> oh, but you know he's not going to get the call, so he should just shut up about it. Shut up, Torts. <laughs> there's, there's a reason why. There's a reason why. There's a reason. There's a reason why he's not coaching. Oh, what right an now. idiot! What oh, a dumbass! <laughs> Holy crap! I don't think I've heard you get more torqued talking about the Leafs than talking about torts. Holy crap! <laughs> oh man. Okay, we're gonna move on to mine now because <laughs> Ben's gonna combust. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um, I'm Steve Eiserman was still a good player. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying he's not. <laughs> saying that he's not Connor McDavid. <laughs> but it was Connor. No, <laughs> oh my god! Okay, go ahead, Nick. Okay, Ben, are you okay? Are you, are you good now? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, going on to mine before Ben. Pre-K. No, no, no. We've already uh, that's already been mine. Sure? Well, kind of. No. Well, last week it was the Canucks coaching staff for not changing their penalty kill or power play. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. Um, I would, 
Yeah, we haven't done that a whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I meant to say I'm not going to beat the dead horse dead already more than we already have. Um, what I was going to say was more so recently and more specifically to one player, I was torn between saying Quinn Hughes because of his last game against the Avalanche where he basically lost the game for the Canucks where they were winning um, or the referees in that game because the refs in that game, that was one of the worst refereed games I've seen all year, not just Canucks games, but in any NHL game. But I think I'm going to go with Hughes just because he completely screwed the Canucks over on two different occasions. He, um, it was a, I'm pretty sure it was a two, two game. And then, uh, Quinn had the puck behind Colorado's net and then he got hit from behind, which it should have been a penalty. But of course, the refs were horrible that game. And then he was on the ice. They, the Avalanche got the puck. They took it out of the zone. And then he went coast to coast. He went up to, he hit the guy that hit him with his stick and he broke his stick over his shoulder. And then he took a penalty for it. I'm like, God damn it, Quinn, we suck on the penalty kill now you just screwed us and then of course they scored on the power play because yeah we suck and we Nick, have this... Nick walked down to Rogers center or Rogers place and just walked out of the bench and said good job Quinn there you go Rod- Rogers are but yeah there Whatever you go it's called, it's Rogers something <laughs> or isn't, a isn't, million of them it doesn't matter it, isn't isn't the Oilers Rogers place I don't yeah. remember yeah Rogers place and the Rogers um, center is in Toronto yeah Rogers center is Toronto yeah um that's where the that's where the Raptors play. Uh, no, that's where the Blue Jays play. <laughs> I know. Shut up. They play. I don't. Even, what is it's what's the Raptors' dead name called? Story. It's Scotiabank or oh, Scotiabank. Yeah, it used to be ACC. Yeah. Um. But yeah, then and then uh, at the end of the game when it was when it was three two and they pulled the goalie, um, Quinn had the puck at the blue line and he just absolutely flubbed it. He did what PG did against. Uh, the Avalanche in the game before they played when he lost the puck in his own zone and then they scored. Quinn lost the puck at his blue line because he tried to deke around the defending forward and then they just had a wide open empty net goal. Like, Quinn, you just cost your team two goals and a win, you freaking dumbass. I remember as soon as I saw that play, as soon as I saw the when he broke a stick over the guy's shoulder, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah you're quite a dumbass. And then uh, when he lost the puck and then they scored, I'm like, oh, yeah, you're you're, you're going to be my dumbass. You're dead puck dumbass of the week there, buddy. You <laughs> Lucky I do a podcast where I call you a dumbass. So <laughs> you better listen. I'm on your lesson, you dumbass. But yeah, yeah. Quinn Hughes. I could I could have done the whole Canucks team, but I yeah, we were, hmm. I did that last week and I've done that enough today. So done the organization this time still can't believe the comments jim benny made oh well it's, disapp- <laughs> it's disappointing to see to hear the fans say that they won't be fired no shit they want you fired you've done a very very subpar job I, okay i'm not one of those people that says jim bang's been a horrible gm i do think there's been some moves that he's done that's been like great like obviously drafting pd hughes getting jt miller Getting only the one step of the of the getting a general manager, getting the Garland contract. He's horrible with. I think he the worst part of his GM skills is signing free agents and letting free money. agents go. <clears throat> Tyler Toffoli, um, <laughs> but uh, and then signing like Myers and uh, Poolman Myers. Myers. Well, Tyler Myers. 
<laughs> he hasn't been in the minors yet, so that's not funny. No, Shut up. He takes so many minor penalties, that's why. Actually, he's been okay this year for penalties, and he's actually mm. been... He's actually surprised me a lot with his defensive game. His defensive <laughs> game is really strong. Like, I, like, I'm, like I, I gave Myers a lot of crap last year, but I will admit he's actually been really good defensively this year. Um, but yeah, he is, he's horrible with free agency, both giving money and letting people go. He, his, the best part of his game is drafting. I know, like... Okay, yeah, so be a he, scout. He, but no, you That's don't just like Peter Shirelli. GM. Peter Shirelli was terrible no. at everything except for drafting. If he's not good with money, if he's not good at re-signing and signing players, and he's really good at drafting, I think you can figure out where to put him. Yeah, well, then what GM, GM, you, GM? What GM are you going to bring in to do his Anyone. job? Anyone. You're Stan Rutherford? Rutherford? I don't want Rutherford. He's, still he's too old. Than, I know he's old, but still, he knows how to run a franchise. How many times have you guys actually had a guy to actually run a franchise? I don't know. You know, he's actually won a cup in the last 15 years, too. Yeah, I can't say that about the Canucks. Actually, the he's won four. Oilers, the Leafs, so shut your mouth. He's won four in the last 15 years. That's, that's, that's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Well, Three. What, you think Three. he's going to win? A, you think he's going to bring a cup to Vancouver if he freaking becomes a GM next year? Good. No, he's not. You better, you better take him before somebody else takes him. But if we're not sure. That's up to Francesco if he wants to fire Jim. But I don't think that's going to happen because I don't. I don't no, think they're going to make buddies. They're buddy buddies and freaking. That's not how you run a business. Jim Benning has his head up Francesco's ass half the time. So stupid. That's two weeks in a row that you said that. It is true. It's true. What he uh, said in the press conference is literally what Francesco would have said if he got asked uh, the same questions. It's like it's like he it's like he had his hand up his ass talking out like a puppet. <laughs> yeah, puppet. Stupid. Like, it's so stupid. Well, I guess we'll wrap it up where I we started. We'll <laughs> the Canucks are not good. Anyways. The Canucks suck. They're probably losing tonight. If they don't win then the next three or four games, if there isn't a significant change, then the the owners are gonna have to talk to the they're gonna have to do their own press conference and say some stuff that it's actually not a bunch of bullshit. Okay, it's so ridiculous. Because like I remember uh, this is uh, this is the last thing I'm gonna say. <laughs> shut it. One reporter. Thanks said, for listening, everybody. Uh... Shut up, Dylan. One reporter said like a really good question that Jim should have said, and Jim was like, "Oh well, I'm not gonna answer that right now. I don't really have an answer." I'm like, "Jim, shut your goddamn mouth. You have an answer. You just don't want to fucking say it because you want to keep your job." God damn it. Okay. So annoying. You good? All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that about does it here on Dead uh, <laughs> Puck Podcast, episode twelve. I'm Dylan, as always, with Ben and Nick. Okay, goodbye. Um, an angry Canucks fan here. Angry Canucks fan. Tell your friends. <laughs> Tell anybody. Yeah, if they want, yeah, if they want to listen the to an angry fans. Canucks fans, Jesus. Yeah, they, yeah, get all the Canucks fans in here. If they just want to listen to some guy just absolutely whine about the Canucks, just get them to come w- listen to us. <laughs> just you. <laughs> Stupid. So, yeah. Bye. Later. Bye.